Buddy, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. This is Over 50 starting over. I'm Barry Edwards. And I'm Merle Garrison. And, and more, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Christmas Eve. Yeah. And uh, really a, off to a great day. I went out to go to the gym and put the coat in to open up the garage doors and it wouldn't open. Could not get it to work. So I'm like, guess I'm not meant to go to the gym today. I made... Uh, <laughs> I made Lisa a nice breakfast with uh, this chicken sausage, all natural stuff, and diced up a whole bunch uh, with eggs, uh, scrambled eggs. Ah, that sounds really good. Oh, hold on a second. You said your your garage door wouldn't open? Yeah, the, the remote keypad. I think that there's probably a dying battery. That's oh, usually okay. Kind of, kind yeah. Of the case. yeah. So I came back later and it worked. So. <laughs> oh. It probably is a dying battery, but I just took advantage of it and uh, enjoyed nice. my morning. Yeah. yeah. Well, it Charlie is Charlie on a nice Eve. walk. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, what's the, what are you guys going to have a white Christmas out there? No, as a matter of fact, it occurred to me like yesterday that we really haven't had a snow yet. And in fact, it's supposed to be 55 today, I think. It's beautiful. Wow, it's a beautiful morning. Yeah. Pretty nice. Pretty that's, nice. I'm in a great mood. Oh, well, that's great. You know, uh, out here, it's probably going to be warmer out there than it is out here today. Oh, uh, we're we've gotten and it's been 24 hours of rain. Uh, it's still raining outside right now and pretty chilly. I think that the rain is going to break today at some point, but, you know, highly unusual for for this time of year. Um, we sometimes see rain, but not a lot at this time. So it I could know. be a wet Christmas. It's uh, funny because I pulled up the Daily Mail this morning to check out, you know, all the goofy stuff. And there's just all of the, you know, the paparazzi out there. They just need uh, to take a picture every minute of somebody. Anyways, it's just a bunch of here's this celebrity out in the umbrella braving the, the elements, you know, a lot of those. Can you imagine having a job like that? I mean, on, on either end, first of all, if you're that famous that you just every time you walk outside, there's people running after you with cameras. Yeah. Looking for way. any kind of chink in the armor too. like, you, you know, know what, if you're, what if you're having a bad day? I mean, they're going to capture like, you like horrible this. faces. Go ahead. Do you know who that guy is? He's all the rage now. Pete Davidson from SNL. I, I don't. <laughs> know him he should be studied by well i don't either but he's always in the news he was dating his first got him in front of everybody he was dating ariana grande then kate beckinsale now he's dating kim kardashian oh i heard about this last (laughs) night oh my gosh oh so he goes to a dispensary uh and he gets turned away or something he couldn't get his pot and then somebody else got a picture of him peeing behind the rolls royce or something like that so that's what you got to deal with once you get famous well like first off you can't do those things you know he's got to get yeah. used to where he's at his station in life now it's, it's such a you know it's it's such a a statement about la life now i mean yeah. just go pee wherever you want it's, oh that's it's the whole true. place is a cesspool yeah i know it's kind of like i think you should get out of there yeah well that's happening um i do oh, really? have uh, i'm i'm getting out of here and you know i'm not the only one either we've, we've got uh just recent reports that uh, have come out it's pretty interesting I found it weird that the the folks that were running the report 
uh, we're shocked by this, but um, not only are people leaving the state and, and since uh, last year around this time that the numbers are up something like 15%, which I, I thought it would be more, uh, but, but they're up 15%, meaning people were leaving before that. Go ahead. Uh, what do you mean? 15% in what time frame or whatever? Since last March, uh, when this whole uh, thing started happening around vid and, you know, we people started leaving the states, be, the state because of all of the really, I'd say, tyrannical leadership that's happening here. Yeah, and people yeah. deciding what's essential business and what's not essential business. Uh, people have decided to leave this state and, you know, it's become a, a really a hard place to live and crime has gone up. Uh, oh, yeah. It, it's, and, and our city services have gone down. For instance, we've got we used to have street cleaners come by. They don't come by anymore. So trash is just flowing down the street and everything. We've got a homeless situation that's out of control, poverty out of control uh and you name it so people are leaving but not only that people aren't moving here anymore uh the statistics are showing that uh you know this used to be the place that everybody wanted to go the uh, influx of people coming into the state are down across the board something like 40 percent from a just a year ago mm. that's dramatic and not only that in the House of Representatives, the Federal House of Representatives, we've lost one of our members. So we've gone from 54 down to 53 for the first time in California history that's happened. So, hmm. uh, but uh, but yeah, we, Anne Marie and I have decided to, to leave the state and uh, that's gonna be happening uh, soon. But, you know, Barry, it's also a tough thing at the same time because I've got family here. I've got my brother. I've got my kids here. And uh, and so we know we're doing the right thing, but it's a, a very emotional thing at the same time. I completely understand that. I 100% understand that. You moved there because your kids were there with their mother. Right. And, um, and it's been a nice run. It's been a, a long run. How, how long has it been? It has been 16 years. We've yeah. So it's a terrific chapter in your life. You know, uh, Scott moved out probably a good 10 years ago. If not. Yeah, I think it's been less than that. Uh, mm. But gosh, I, 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 I'm struggling to remember exactly when it's been, but it's been over five, less than 10. So somewhere mm. in that that area. And, and it's been nice uh, having him here. And, yeah. uh, you know, we, we, we love to, uh, one of our favorite things, we both have motorcycles. So on Saturday morning, we love to go on this, uh, these amazing rides we've been going on up in the mountains of uh, the Santa Monica mountains, mostly. And the views that you get up there are just spectacular. Uh, we went on a ride last Saturday and I, um, we came up on this uh, vista where the ocean was there and it had, it had rained uh, a few days before that and we had wind so it blew out all the, all the fog and smog. And it was just absolutely beautiful from up there and I, I mean my heart kind of sank and I, then I was kind of mad. Um, I, I, I just, you know, this is not the same place that I moved to. Right. And that's uh, the truth. And it's, the, I don't think it's the same place it was two years ago. No, no, yeah. it, it's, it's, 
it's amazing how quickly things have changed out mm -hmm. here. And, you know, I, I, uh, I, I was, I was angry for most of the, <laughs> most of the ride, which oh. was a bummer because, you know, this is, uh, such an enjoyable thing and it just kind of took the wind right out of it. I know, but I have to say that your stories about you and Scott going on some trips on motorcycles are my favorite because I, feel like I'm kind of there with you. I really, and I know the joy in your hearts. Uh, you guys are so close and I understand the bittersweetness of this move. Um, with all the family that you got there, especially your kids, as close as you and Scott are, uh, these are the things that we have to face at times in our lives. These are important decisions that we make. And, you know, every big decision always has drawbacks. It always has compromises. And this has got to be a tough one. All of you, it's not just you dealing with this. It's no. your whole, it's your family and friends. It's yeah. 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 I mean, true. people are suffering a loss here. Well, and, and, you know, we have our neighbors as well that uh, we've grown very fond of and they're mm -hmm. friends. And, you know, it's funny when I first moved here, nobody would, uh, I mean, it's very different from being in the Midwest where you say hi to everybody. Yeah. At least that's how it was when I lived there. Yeah. And uh, here, you know, people would, I would be out on my porch and some, one of my neighbors would walk by and they wouldn't say anything. And I don't, I don't play that. So hey, <laughs> just walk past me without saying hello. You know, that's kind of how I would joke around. And now it's like, I open up the garage door and all the neighbors come by Yeah, and it's just wonderful. I'm going to miss them a whole lot. Uh, you know, so, so yeah, it, but moving, I I've moved several times in my life and it's never easy. It's never easy. This movie is just terrible tougher just because of you know family being involved and how you know everybody's out here and um but i will say this uh something happened this week which was really cool is that uh, my son brandon had a special delivery come to the house for christmas and it was a 54 inch television <laughs> um my son bought me a TV. I mean, now oh. that is, first off, it's really cool. Yeah. Uh, but then at the same time, I thought, yeah. what a generous thing yeah. for your son. I never bought a TV for my parents. Uh, so it helped me to realize that, you know, what I, when I moved out here to be near them and they were little kids at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, well, not little. I mean, they were at the time they, my son was just going into high school but it helped me to realize, you know, he's grown into a, a very generous and caring man, um, very smart uh, businessman. And I felt like, wow, you know, uh, I, I feel like the job I came out to here to do was was well done because I could see it in both my son and in my daughter, who's also so well adjusted and she's got a good job as well. And just caring people with good hearts. Look, I'm, I'm moving uh, to, to the Phoenix area. It's a six hour drive. It seems like a long way right now, but it's really, what, it's less than an hour flight. It's, uh, yeah. it's right down the road. And I do know that there are good times that maybe even better times, let's just say better times are to be had here. Yeah. 
we're definitely going to appreciate the time that we spend together even more. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm looking forward to that next chapter. You got all new adventures ahead of you. And uh, yeah, it's a lot of memories to build. I, and yeah. I can't wait. I'm excited for you. I'm very excited for you. It's mid, uh, mid January. I think you're moving, right? Uh, sometime in that, that time frame, we're going to be moving. Uh, so yeah. I would say probably closer to the beginning of February. So uh, it's happening. So, well, I tell you, with everybody moving out of the state, uh, finding a moving company and getting everything secured uh, is, is it's a rat race. Um, mm. It's uh, it's kind of a crazy business that's going on here. Nobody's coming into the state. Everybody's going out of the state. Interesting, as I talk to the moving companies, people are going to Arizona, they're going to Texas, they're going to the red states. Uh, and leaving here. And uh, that means that some of these companies don't have availability uh, to move because they're completely booked up. And yeah. not only that, prices are high. Mm. And uh, this is, um, it's a, it's an interesting phenomenon that's happening right now. And it's happening across the country. I was just looking at a report where uh, the uh, red states or blue states are losing population right now. Red states are gaining population. So there's a uh, an interesting shuffle of the cards that are happening with our population here. It's amazing, days. isn't it? I got a couple headlines here. Uh, pro defund the police. Democratic state senator Kimberly Lightfoot says she begged for her life during a recent carjacking and says mm. she's been traumatized by the crime. Wow. You know, what a surprise. Um, it's really amazing to me that uh, these Democratic run cities are just waking up to the fact that all this defunding the police stuff is uh be a, a bad thing. I think I mentioned this one last week, San Francisco mayor London breed announces a plan to go after the quote BS that destroyed our city. And so as vague as she tried to remain, uh, basically what she means is they need to start funding the, the defunded police departments. And we heard, I think you played a clip last week, uh, Nancy Pelosi uh, trying to answer a question as to why, why, uh, why are people asking for help? And she's, I don't know. Do you know? I mean, just say it. Okay. The defund the police thing. It was, it was a, a, somehow some way they convinced themselves that this was a brilliant talking point. And I really believe it was, it could not never have happened if it weren't for the Trump era where the Trump hate was so high that they started just whatever's the opposite, whatever is so polar opposite for something that Trump could stand for. We must believe in that. And, um, so that's that's what well, that's what I think is going on here. You know, it, you're right about that. I mean, I remember uh, Trump was he, he, out of his mouth came the phrase "law and order" a yeah. lot. So there you and go. So now mm. we have uh, injustice and and no order. Uh, people peeing by the side of their their uh, Rolls Royces <laughs> and uh, things like that. Uh, here's the a, a San Francisco's far left district attorney, uh, Chessa Bodine. He's uh, 
a Soros guy. Apparently he was funded mm. by him. He's slamming Mayor London Breed's new crackdown on crime as misguided <laughs> and ineffective. So uh, there's a DA uh, as soon as she comes out and says, hey, we've seen it. We've seen what's happened to San Francisco with the crime, the looting, the, right. the just uh, dangerous streets, the, the, the sheer the filth that's on the street. I mean, we're talking dirty needles all over the place. We know about this. Uh, it's and, and here's the district attorney that's saying a crackdown on that kind of stuff is is misguided. So it, it's going to be it, 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 there are such strong forces that want to keep these cities and these states in in not only the same state, but even worse. And I don't understand how this is sustainable. Uh, at all these uh, people these aren't falling for it anymore uh, here's another headline chicago mayor mayor our favorite Lori lifewood plans to ask uh pleads with ag merrick garland now there's another genius right. to send the atf agents to the city um after more than 760 murders this year a 25 year high just one year after she proposed cutting 80 million from the police budget. These people are geniuses. But here's another thing, Merle. I just read yesterday, I don't have it in front of me, but I read an article yesterday, I forget who wrote it, but they were talking about the new Spider-Man movie, Far From Home, that just came out. And it's the third, I believe it's the third highest grossing movie in the first day or whatever, something like wow. that. It's super popular. It got like, it's currently like 93% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, like 99 or 98% with the audience. And the guy wrote, this is a giant signaling that people are getting sick of woke Hollywood and the woke culture. And he went on to explain that, and I read about the movie. I read several reviews that just said how well done it, it is in every way. It's got the action. It's got, a, uh, oh, people overcoming their faults in order to find redemption. I, I guess there's a redemption story in there, but apparently there's no trans this and, you know, uh, girl power that. And, and he juxtaposed it against a couple of the other movies that got huge marketing pushes from Hollywood, but they have these woke agendas, right? Uh, and right. they're, they're failing. And I'm really glad to hear. And I sense it. I do sense that this whole woke thing is uh, eating itself. It's it's the snake eating its tail. Yeah, I, it's, it's, it's destined to fail every time because it's just, you know, I just feel like it's, it's not there's there's goodness in people's hearts and they know the truth when they hear it and when they when they're being fooled they they feel that as well and nobody wants to be fooled like that nobody wants to it's be so deceived. drastic it, it really is you, and, know, you know go ahead you get a trans kid raping people uh girls in the bathroom and uh trans athletes beating up on women in sports and taking their titles and and things like that it's and the parents have gotten uh, awoken to, there's a choice of words. Uh, <laughs> How do you say that now? <laughs> oh, yeah, awoken to the fact that critical race th theories permeating through the schools, they're segregating students uh, in the schools and at graduations. It's just, it's, it's, it's the total story of all of the sins of our past coming back and repeating them. Yeah, it is really something, you know, uh, just 
case in point, uh, holiday season, we're used to seeing uh, the Salvation Army outside of the stores with the red mm-hmm. kettle and somebody dressed up as Santa Claus with the bell yeah. ringing it. And it's really great. We covered a story a few weeks ago about the Salvation Army, Salvation Army and how they uh, had come out with this document that's called Let's Talk About Racism, where they were saying the opposite of what Martin Luther King had said, which was that people should be judged by the content of their character and not the color of their skin, and that to be colorblind was the bigoted thing. And I I was outraged by that whole thing, especially given the history of the Salvation Army right. uh, being based on God's word. But here's the repercussions are are happening now. It says some 20,000 volunteer hours have gone unfulfilled for the Salvation Army's Red Kettle campaign this year, which historically represents 33% of the the total yearly donation. So this is a a terrible thing. Um, It's in connection with this Let's Talk About Racism guide that discouraged uh, colorblindness and uh, and asking white people to apologize for for things that they're not even responsible for. Uh, this is um, the, the I group. Would say, I'm sorry. No, you. OK, let me just put this in there quickly. Uh, I think a whole lot of the reasoning behind that, it could have to do with the woke stuff. But I'll bet you 90 percent of this country doesn't know about that, about the Salvation Army in that regard. I bet what it is more so is so few people carry cash anymore. Well, it's interesting because these uh, their numbers are down from last year. So, um, you know, things as far as cash haven't changed that much from last year. But this thing has changed. The Mm. Salvation Army marketing manager, uh, Angel Fields Mitchell, told CBS Minnesota that the uh, that the pandemic was to blame for the shortage, but uh, uh, the poll, uh, Rasmussen poll, found that the percentage of re- residents, I'm sorry, respondents who had an unfavorable view of the group increased from 11% to 41%. So this is these are the hard cold numbers after respondents were informed of the guide and told the charity was training members in the belief that America is structurally racist as a society mm. and the percentage of respondents who pre- reported having a favorable opinion to the salvation dropped from 81 to 41 percent so wow this is this is to your point earlier Barry that um, people are starting to wake up mm. from the wokeness and thank God they are because it, it it's almost like hopefully the storm is passing Mm-hmm. But uh, it seems yeah. like we still have uh, a lot to go through. What we've talked about for so long on this podcast is how America is such a compulsive society, and that pendulum has to go to the point of getting terrified out of your shorts before it starts to, you know, hey, maybe we need to change course, you know? I, I, I hope you're right. I mean, I hope. The, the, the fact is, is that the, the whole tradition of the red cattle really goes hand in hand with Christmas. And, Mm, you know, when, when they came out with that and that story came out, it just was such a blight on, Mm -hmm. on just the whole meaning of Christmas. And uh, and I hate to see that this is happening. I Uh, I don't, I don't want this to happen, but it uh, definitely changed my opinion towards that whole organization. And it's like, I'm not the only one. Well, I guess for the better, um, I wanted to 
try to guide this back to a more Christmassy and hopeful uh, yeah. Christmas Eve podcast. But cool. I, I have to ask you, like, you know, uh, I'm going to go out after this podcast and I got to do a little running around. And I like to do that uh, the day or two before Christmas just to soak up some of that Christmas atmosphere. Right. There's a different feeling out there and all that. And I know this has got to go probably kind of negative, but do you feel it? at all that where you're at uh or is it too locked down yeah it's hard to tell barry because you know with uh with all of the changes that are happening in my life i've been so heads down over the last uh, few weeks that it does not feel very christmasy to me and i wish that i could say that it that it felt more like that but uh oh. um you know I, I did go to the mall um recently and uh you know it was a, a weird experience for me because of all the smash and grab things that have oh. happened in the looting yeah i found myself uh paranoid um first off uh due to some of the vax policies that are out there there were limited places that i could go to in the mall mm -hmm. so i had to actually leave the county uh and go into another county so i could go and then i was I, I, every time I'd hear a, a noise or something, I was like, what was that? You know, and uh, oh. it was, it was weird. It was just a weird situation. It didn't feel, it didn't feel anything like Christmas. I hate to say it that way, but well, it just, there's also the fact that malls aren't what they used to be. I used to like to uh, finish my shopping. I do like one stop. I, you know, I, I always say presents, Christmas presents are for kids. And if you don't, once you get past the kids and the presents, why don't you just let it go? Because it just puts anxiety in the Christmas and an otherwise beautiful time of year. And yeah, yeah. so I've been an advocate of stopping with the presents for years now, but my mom still buys us something and she won't let go of it. So we got to buy mom something. But other than that, that's about it. But anyways, I used to like to just get that out of the way, hit one store and get it done. And then I'd like to go to a couple different malls and just walk around and just soak it up. You know, every now and then you get behind the person in the car or whatever, somebody's going to be frustrated. There's a certain amount of people that have this holiday stress going on. So once you get your anxiety behind you with the presence, then you can just kind of smirk at that. And otherwise, most everybody else is, has more love in their hearts than normal and it's nice to be amongst that but malls aren't what they used to be anymore uh wow. in fact you know the beachwood mall out here i'm sure yeah, yeah memories yeah, are what a much beautiful place yes yeah, yeah not anymore i mean no? there's occasional riots and shootings and everything else it's uh <sighs> That's, no, it's uh, not so nice. No. I hate to hear that. I mm -hmm. hate to hear that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, I, I wish I had a better, a better outlook on, on the whole thing. I, I, but times change. Yeah. Most of us are shopping more online than we are in stores. Uh, uh, that reminds me too, yeah. with, uh, with the whole, uh, uh, 
you know, supply chain thing. I had something I was, I was uh, expecting to get as a gift and uh, now it's not going to get here until sometime in January. And mm. it's just, you know, so frustrating what's, what's happened here. And, mm. and maybe to your point, this gets us back into more of the, the real meaning of Christmas yeah. and love and, and not so much the present thing. And I mean, you know, presents are nice, but you know, it's, it's, it shouldn't be the, the total focus of what Christmas is. I don't think. Right. Let me uh, ask you, do you have a favorite Christmas movie? I love it's a wonderful life. Mm. I've always, that's mm. such a great uh, movie. And, and the whole concept of, of this, uh, this, the main character, the Jimmy Stewart character mm. of uh, feeling so down and out and gosh, if I weren't born, wouldn't that be, I mean, the, I, I, he saw himself as not making a difference and uh, that his life really had amounted to nothing and he hadn't made an impact on his, on anybody. And so an angel granted his wish and suddenly he got to see what it would be like if he had never been born. And it was a terrible place. Like everything around was terrible and you could see where the love that was in his heart had changed everything uh, and that he had really made a difference. And in the end, gosh, it was such a beautiful thing in the end where everybody comes together and love and, uh, and he's, 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 you know, yelling Merry Christmas and the whole town is loving on him. And, and then like a Christmas miracle happens at the end. I just love those kind of stories. Mm. And uh, I think that's that and a Christmas story uh are probably my two favorites um and i love the fact that it's it's it doesn't say that it takes place in cleveland because in the movie it takes place someplace in indiana but there's so many it was filmed in cleveland and there's so many different great cleveland scenes in that movie Mm -hmm. yeah how about you die hard what I never thought of that as a Christmas movie, but it is a Christmas. It is a Christmas movie. It's a fantastic. It's a fantastic movie. I mean, we've talked about that. It, is crazy, Barry. It, revolution, it revolutionized the action movie industry. Uh, okay, it really did because for the first time, the hero was like afraid. You know, normally they just like bum 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 rise to the occasion and then kick you know 20 guys butts uh no this guy was afraid (laughs) and then he got himself together and rose to the occasion so that was really cool all right hold on let me just so is it a christmas movie because it happened around christmas uh, yes around a christmas it was a christmas party yeah right right Mm -hmm. and they play it all the time on christmas as a result (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny that that's, that's a Christmas movie. Yeah, I never yeah. thought of it it's in a that good category movie. before. Yeah. What about TV shows? You know, every TV show has a Christmas special. And I yeah. was talking with my buddies, Dan and JT. We did a podcast. Yeah, uh, how did that go? Went really good, but uh, I would not put the 050 moniker on it, the brand. Really? Okay. Yeah, because we're having that? beers and uh, it degenerated as we uh, as we want to have a few beers in. But it's also, <laughs> do you realize how hard it is to do a podcast with three people? Because you're going in three different directions over yeah. uh, the occasional uh, interruption and stuff. Uh, I think 
and we're going to, I think we're going to do one next week for New Year's Eve. Oh, by the way, I just put these under my Barry Edwards account on YouTube. So gotcha. Okay. anybody can look them up, but I didn't put them on Facebook. I didn't do any branding to it or anything. So it just is what it is. I think those guys and those guys really enjoyed it. And I did too. Uh, I think it would have to evolve into whatever it would eventually be. And because we've discussed it, well, are we, you know, JT was like, you know, I like the 050 theme where we're trying to, we're talking about issues that are really pertinent to people our age. It's like, cool. Yeah. Uh, but we also, what do we do best when we get together? Laugh. I mean, it's funny. It's entertaining. And so basically like the movie uh, question I threw out to them, I had a lot of different Christmas questions, which I right. tend to intersperse here. Yeah. Um, and uh, we came up to this one of favorite TV show Christmas special. I mean, I, I finally thought of one because we couldn't think of any. And I was like, yeah, yeah, know, yeah. What do you got? Mash had something. I think my favorite, it just, it just occurred to me. Seinfeld, Festivus. Oh, my gosh. I loved that one. The, the, the feats of strength. How could I not remember? Because the feats of strength is so funny. That poll. Yeah. Um, the Festivus poll. I was drinking a beer called Festivus. No. During really, that I podcast. That. Really? Well, it's a microbrew out here. It's a That's Cleveland. That's awesome. I love it was, that. Yeah. And, uh, but it still didn't occur to me. I'm sitting there drinking a beer called Festivus and I didn't think of the Seinfeld thing. That's hilarious. Yeah. Festivus for the rest of us. <laughs> that was a good one. That and, show uh, was so good. I loved uh, that that George was mentally damaged from Festivus <laughs> for the rest of his life. His family, though, you know, <laughs> when they introduced his parents and they're yelling all the time and stuff, it's uh, like, there's where George came from. I love that show. Me I just, too. But Great yeah, characters. That, that's a good one. And, you know, as you were saying this uh, about what my favorite TV show for Christmas, all I could think of was the Charlie Brown Christmas. That's um, a good one. You really know, good. I, you know, it's interesting too because uh, it's it's got so much of uh, uh, of, of love in it, and just you know, Charlie Brown finds that horrible tree. Yeah, and uh, but he, of course, tree. Charlie Brown is is attracted to this tree because of his personality yeah. and everything. But at the end, they all gather around the tree and they wave their hands all around it, and suddenly yeah. it turns into this huge, yeah. beautiful tree. Uh, Those were great. great. Thing. You know, when we were kids, we'd be outside and then it'd be like uh, somebody would yell, you know, nobody had a phone. Uh, so somebody would yell for their kid. Remember when uh, parents used to yell for you? Outside? Yes. Yes. And uh, Charlie Brown's coming on. Oh, boy, we would all run. Later. I know, right? It oh, was such wait. a great thing. I couldn't wait either. And we'd be talking about it. Charlie Brown's on tonight. Charlie, uh, right, exactly. Yeah. And I, there was just like a giddiness that you had that it was coming on. Good. Here's another thing about that car, that uh, special was that in, at one point uh, where Charlie Brown is feeling bad and he's with Linus, uh, Linus tells the Christmas story right out of the Bible. I mean, he, mm. he reads, I mean, what he's saying are word for word right out of the Bible, mm. the Christmas story which you will have a hard time finding on any television show these days. So, mm. um, 
<laughs> I hate to say it, but uh, I it, these these kinds of things tend to get canceled nowadays. So uh, sure, I hope sure. that doesn't happen. I I haven't seen it on TV, but I rarely watch regular TV. Yeah, anymore. same here. I wouldn't know. I would imagine it's on. Um, one thing I always loved about it the the artwork, mm. Charles Schwartz. I think wasn't his name Schwartz? Schultz. <laughs> so good. I mean, yeah, uh, no the kidding. simplicity of it. And yet it totally, you know, the world, you're totally immersed in the world and Snoopy. Everybody Snoopy. Snoopy. And so he would get on his dog house and he would have these uh, visions of being the red Baron and all this mm. stuff, but he was fighting the red Baron. Oh, that's right. He, that's he right. wasn't the red Baron. He, he had his Southwood camel, which was a, uh, uh, his doghouse was that plane, which was yeah. an enemy plane to uh, the Red Baron. Yes. So that was his big foe that he was after. And he gets shot down behind enemy lines and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty cool stuff. And I found out, too, that uh, that really reinvigorated people's interest in who the Red Baron was and his whole... Oh thing and it made him popular all over again if you ever get a chance to read about this guy it's pretty interesting stuff i mean a real guy uh that is it uh, world war one world war one yeah exactly wow. he had a he had a triplane mm. um so it was so uh snoopy's was a biplane but his had actually three wings which now looking back at it, it seems like, oh, what a stupid plane he had. But, <laughs> he, but apparently uh, he really made that thing work for him and Ooh. shot down something like 80 different, uh, I think he was up to 80 uh, that he had shot down, which was uh, a record in the, yeah. in the war. Hmm. I always remember back to Snoopy, um, I think it's the Christmas special where Beethoven starts jamming on his little piano and yep, uh, they're all and oh right right and uh they're all dancing and stuff but it's the simple line so Snoopy's dancing on his hind legs right mm -hmm. and his nose straight up in the air and the simple line that it that Schultz uh, made of Snoopy what we had our little beagle Laney and there would be times when she would stretch out and it'd be like that looks exactly like Snoopy right there oh, that's that so simple cool. line I just made that artwork was so so good it was you so know, good I was talking about this with my kids the other day about cartoons and how you know how they've changed everything is computerized yeah. everything seems so real in the cartoon 3d which, modeling yeah and i mean it's a lot of it is cool. hybrid they'll do yeah. a 3d environment but then all of a sudden the 2d character will go through it there's a lot of different kinds like that and you go back to you know just the simple you know the, hey charles schultz he he drew each one of these mm -hmm. and um just the it's it's art is what it really is oh and, yeah uh, disney car cartoons from back then oh they revolutionized that art animation. Uh, they really did i i uh there's I, I that was another thing i remember when um the wonderful world of disney would oh, yeah. come on every sunday night at uh 7 30 yeah. no seven o'clock every sunday yeah. night and uh sometimes they would have these great disney cartoons and i could not wait to see them who was your but, favorite character um you know tough tough to say uh because like i didn't like mickey mouse he was the flagship not a big mickey mouse i don't think uh, anybody fan. really was i you daffy know, duck here daffy I, duck 
I, you know, when it comes to that, let me, let me, uh, let me think about that. I, I, I liked, uh, who did I like? I kind of like Daffy Duck too, actually. Yeah. Um, let me, let me just say this, that, um, my dad was not the fan of Disney cartoons that I was. And as soon as the theme music would come on, you know, that we're all so familiar with, he would, he'd, he'd make us change the channel to 60 minutes. And really? What a contrast, you know, oh. from, you know, the wonderful world of Disney yeah. and next up old yeller and then tick, 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 stop doom and gloom. Yes. And I remember also that that ticking sound reminded me that I had procrastinated on my homework and time was ticking away. Yes, I know what you're <laughs> I saying. I feel that anxiety in my heart. I would hear that and it would it would give me anxiety too. How yeah. about that? I bet you mm -hmm. there's a lot of people out there that uh, are dealing with that, <laughs> that, mm -hmm. that whole, and it, for the rest of my life, it, I had this whole Sunday night blues kind of thing happen where mm. I was always the, oh my God, it's Sunday night. And then would, I would start having that feeling like, what did I forget? Even if I didn't forget anything that, oh. would, that would have, thanks dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Do you like eggnog? It depends. It depends on the, the eggnog. Some of them I've, I've liked a lot and others I haven't. My mom used to make this, this homemade eggnog mm. that she doesn't make anymore. But boy, that was like the best stuff I ever had. Mm. Uh, and then, of course, it didn't have any booze in it. Sure. Uh, and and when I the first time I had eggnog with any booze in it, I was like, what is this? <laughs> so, <laughs> I have it. I haven't had egg, eggnog in over 10 years. Mm. I, I can't even remember the last time. When, when I was really young, I used to love it. I used to absolutely love it. And you could get it like in a milk carton in the yeah, store. Right. You know? Yeah, you still can. So I can't, I'm trying to think of what it, I know I wouldn't like it now. It would be too sweet for me. It's know? so sweet and it's so, I mean, you might as well Heavy. just drink yeah. some some uh, some some cream, some heavy whipping cream. There you go. Because that's pretty I don't much really know what's in it. Obviously, a lot of eggs, but it's probably like eggs and half and half. I, I don't know. It's nog. What's nog? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> it's egg and nog. <laughs> right, right. Uh, Do you have hmm. a favorite Christmas song? Well, you know, I um, funny you asked that. Uh, I was listening to the news this morning, and they had a choir come on, and they played "Silent Night," and hmm. I was very moved by that. And I thought maybe that's my favorite Christmas song. Hmm. Um, I also like that uh, "Fall on Your Knees," um, and I think I like that one so much because my dad really liked that one, and uh, was he was moved by that, and it just reminds me of him. I miss him so much, and yeah. uh, those are those are two of my favorites, I guess. I was, in fact, just before our show started, I was singing "Silent Night" in my office, and I was thinking. Gosh, there's a real range of octaves that you got to do with that whole yeah. thing. And I, I bet you I sound yeah. terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Now um, that I'm thinking about it, there is. Yeah. Yeah. I was way up there. <laughs> they were over. Uh, but uh, what about you? Um, Billy Squire does a rendition of a song that I cannot think of right now. But do you remember Billy Squire? You probably course, didn't yeah. like him. Uh, he was, you know, okay. I liked him a lot and, uh, but boy, he could sing. And in that particular Christmas song, he really belts it out. 
and I can't remember what it is, but you know, because I never listened to the radio music on the radio anymore, yeah. it'd be yeah. on there and I would, and then I'd be familiar. Um, and I would definitely like to hear that. Yeah. Huh. You know, this is right up there with Die Hard. Like, I yeah. that just totally surprised me that it was yeah. a Billy Squire song. That's your favorite. Uh, Eagles Christmas did a song. good one. Yeah. Didn't they? I don't know. I can't. Re- I would um, think you would know that. Mm-hmm. Trying to think. I'm pretty sure they have a Christmas song. At the, you know, it's played every year. That's the hey, thing. Uh, what is it? Uh, the uh, the one um, the guy from New Jersey, you know, is a Springsteen. Watch out, you better not cry. Right. That right. one, well, I heard the, that one on the radio. The yeah, other day. I've never been a fan. Bruce Springsteen, neither, his band always sounded like they were playing on, in a junkyard with stuff on, on hand. They probably it just sounded, were. It just sounded like a bunch of racket all I don't know, you know, just thrown in there, like the beating on trash cans. Yeah, yeah I've and, never been a big Springsteen fan yeah. either, but I remember growing up that that song would come on like a billion times oh, yeah. during Christmas. Yeah, uh, that's the thing. If you are a musical artist, that's exactly what you want to do is get a popular Christmas song and then you're immortal. They're going to yeah, play it yeah. every year for the rest of eternity, you know? You know, uh, at the beginning of that song, he's like, how many of you guys have been good out there? Then he says, oh, that's not many, not many. You guys are in trouble out there. And um, I remember that being a big thing about Christmas time when I was a little kid. My parents were just like, OK, Santa's watching, you know, yeah. make sure you're being good. And uh, I, um, I I started experimenting um, with kids <laughs> that are in like the mall or whatever and they're acting up and you always see those kids that the parents they can't control their kids oh yeah thinking oh boy that's actually bugging me you know yeah. what can i and you want to intervene like come on kid listen to your parents but you can't really do that you know no. uh but i did come up with something where i would say santa's watching like that and that has an immediate effect on kids they're like oh <laughs> does it only is, it probably only works around the christmas yeah it's days. probably gotta be near christmas in order right. for that to work but i don't know I've, I've done it several times and every single time it's worked like the kids like i, I don't know maybe it's because who's a stranger talking to me but like I mean, right. you, you invoke santa claus and boom they're they're like a captive audience it's, it's, it changes them so the magic of santa claus still works that's good. I know I've said in the past, I just, I, I always thought it was a terrible thing that we lied to these kids that, Oh, I remember you telling the story, how you, oh. you weren't the bad guy that had to break it to your kids. And uh, uh, I, right. No, I wasn't. Um, right. But I remember feeling such guilt about that whole thing. And like, Oh, I'm going to have to crush these kids little yeah. hearts about Santa Claus and uh, I remember when I found out about Santa Claus, that was, I, was such a crushing experience for me. And I uh, it was a next door neighbor that told me I had to run back home. And I heard somebody told me Santa Claus isn't real. And yeah. I found out about Santa Claus and the tooth fairy and all in one, like, boom. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's trauma. That's like giving your kid PTSD. Like, it oh, my was- God. I guess I, yeah, I still get an anxiety this. attack. Yeah, yeah. Was, that's probably where anxiety started. It's like this yeah. whole thing is a sham. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, my life's not real. Right, right. right. 
Hey, uh, switching gears a little bit. And uh, it just, I was thinking about something that made me feel good. A movie uh, that I saw. It's on Amazon Prime right now. Mm. And I thought it was so good. I would say one of the best Sunday morning movies I've Wait, ever seen. Wait, you got to do your movie thing. Oh, I, you know what? I don't have it up, but oh. I do have the trailer ready. Okay. So, Let's see. But I just wanted to set it up. So you have bit. the sound on. Oh, man, am I glad you said that. I was about to hit share and not the sound. <laughs> that was an evil, diabolical-sounding laugh right there. Um, <laughs> it stars Mark Wahlberg, who I've never gave much thought to one way or the other, who's terrific in this He's movie. a great actor, actually. He's also a producer of it, so he must have really believed in what he was getting behind. Now... At face value, you know, I this is one of those things I often do that, you know, I watched this movie. I was so moved by it. I went back and looked at the Amazon reviews. That's the nice thing about Prime. I like mm -hmm. to often go back and look at the reviews. And the few, uh, the small percentage of people that didn't like it, you can understand this when you see the trailer. When I talk about it, they were like, oh, it's more woke agenda wrapped in this and, you know, very angry about it. So they wanted to give it one star. Well, you know me, I pick that out in a minute. This, oh, I'm being manipulated with this woke stuff. And, right, and it, right. This isn't that. It's not that. I'm just going to go ahead and roll this trailer. And I'm going to say that I was so sucked into this movie that I, I don't think the actors thought they were acting. They were <laughs> just relaying this true story. And uh, where do we go? I don't think I just I'm getting the sound. Oh. oh, no sound. How is that? Okay, I'll stop and start it again. Um, what was I, I'm only going to play about the first minute because you then get the you know you get the idea at that point. I do have <coughs> sound share sound on, so let's no, let's try it again. Um, exactly. Now I got it. Broadway and Gaga, Dad. Oh. Lady Gaga. Don't do it. Don't do what? Listen to me when I say you're beautiful and your way, because God makes no mistakes. You're I'm on, on the, the right track, track, baby. I was born this way. Excuse me, I didn't know you knew the words. Don't hide yourself from regret. Just, Just love yourself and you're set. set. I'm on the right track, baby. I was born this way. All right. We're not doing that again. <laughs> hey, Dad. Can I talk to you for a minute? I'm getting picked on by these guys at school. Why is that? Because I'm not like them. It's got to be more than that. Why do you like that? Because I'm, I'm different. That's, That's not an answer, Jade. Because no. I'm gay. We won't let nature take its course, all right? It'll work itself out. Joe, what? It's not going to work itself out. What about therapy? I don't need therapy. They do. Look at his fag. Trying to hide inside of it. You don't know what it's like to muster up the courage to ask for help. Let them live while they... All right. Um, the gist of that is this, this father trying, very macho father from the Midwest trying to... Uh, cope with uh, his son being gay, coming to terms with it. Obviously, he's totally in denial when it's pretty obvious that his son's gay and his son being bullied, uh, like I said, true story. And oh my God, it's so good. Mm. Wow. 
Alaska. I, uh, I can relate to being different in, in, in many ways. Um, you know, growing up, uh, I was the, I was one out of 300 people in my class. I think I had, there were three black people in my, in my oh, graduating point. class. Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, there were many points where, uh, I couldn't really participate. Um, although I could, I would just say this, that I had a great experience in high school, but there were certain things like dating Mm. that uh, separated me from the rest of everybody else. And uh, it was very painful, actually. Mm. And um, I can relate to how that feels. Uh, I can relate to just, you know, not being able to to be like everybody else. And um, I think that, um, you know, when it comes to this, uh, you know, people that are gay, I definitely can relate to what they're having to deal with and i don't think it's right that uh that they uh they have to be that they that there's situations like this you know um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i uh, i i wanted to give you a chance to finish because i had a movie that i saw that actually relates to what you just showed oh well that's cool i just want to say because i don't want to give anything away don't go looking it up if you plan on seeing it don't go looking anything up because it takes turns surprising turns and you're and then it's like oh oh my god where is this going and um i just thought it was absolutely fantastic and i think everybody that uh would give it a chance would agree sunday morning movie not a friday night movie you know how we it's how we categorize yeah 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 yeah. what what was the name of the movie again joe bell joe Joe, it's his name that's the guy's name joe bell and he's a real guy uh, yeah. he passed away. Uh, I'm not giving anything away there. That's not what the movie's about. Uh, he's no longer with us, but the story is fantastic. He, um, mm. he goes, uh, on a walk across the country to spread, um, his, his son's message. Wow. And Mark Wahlberg, I've seen him in so many different movies and I haven't seen one that I didn't like that oh, he no. was in. He's actually, I think one of the better actors that's out there he's fantastic in this <laughs> everybody so, is in this movie so um i i've got actually three movies that i cool i got another as well Go ahead. that uh we'll take turns then yeah um, whatever. but this one's on the same kind of subject actually and it's an older movie it's actually 2008 probably everybody has seen this one except for me but it was mm. milk and um, oh right Jennifer Aniston, is it? No, that's cake. That's cake. (laughs) Milk and cake. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, I I think I saw this, though, but I can't place it. So it's it's about uh, a guy named Harvey Milk, a real person. Uh, It's a biographical film based on the life of gay rights activist and politician Harvey Milk, who was the first openly gay person to be elected to public office in California. And so, uh, you know, this is uh, a, a very intense movie. Sean Penn is the uh, the star of the movie, and he plays Harvey Milk. And what I never I heard of the story uh, before, and I was not attracted to watching the movie. But it came on the other night on um, HBO, I think, and I thought, oh well, let me just check this out. So. Um, I'll, just a quick overview. 
is that I found myself really liking the character that uh, Sean Penn was playing in Harvey Milk. Apparently, he he nailed the 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 actual personality of this person, and I could see why uh, he was elected to office and and why so many people were moved by this person because he had such a tremendous heart of love. And, you know, it wasn't just gay people that were attracted to his message. It was it was people of all walks of life. And 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 his his message was in just treating people with dignity. And, you know, when it comes to the Declaration of Independence, where it says all men were are created equal, you know, people are human beings and there's a dignity about human beings, no matter what their belief is, no matter uh, who they are, they're people and they should be treated with, with love. And that's what this guy was about. Unfortunately, uh, there are haters out there that are against that type of a message. And, uh, you know, it's a historical fact that he was, he was gunned down uh, him and the mayor of San Francisco over this over this whole message of love. I didn't see this, Merle. Uh, uh, very interesting. I want to see it. I you're everything you're telling me is news to me. Yeah, the movie starts out with telling you it, it was it's Diane. It's actual footage of Diane Feinstein um, uh, talking about uh, it's, she's being interviewed and she's she's making the announcement that the mayor and the city supervisor who was Harvey Milk had been uh, shot down in cold blood. And when you find out who does it in the movie, you'll be surprised as well. Uh, but this was a, a movie that uh, had been um, nominated for eight uh, Oscars and they won two. One was Best Actor, which was Sean Penn and also Best Original Screenplay uh, back in 2008. Really a good one. Uh, however, there's What's it a couple, on? Uh, I saw it on HBO, but I think you can probably get that on Amazon Prime or any mm -hmm. other way. Uh, I will say this, though. <clears throat> There were a couple of cringe worthy moments, yeah. uh, you know, I still with the it, uh, I have a hard time in any movie, whether it's homosexual or heterosexual bedroom scenes. Uh, mm. I kind of feel like, oh, why do they got to have that in the movie? Yeah. Uh, but there was a, a few of those kinds of scenes in there. But if you can just get past that whole thing, uh, yeah. the message is tremendous. That's cool. What uh, year was that set? What year was were they shot? Uh, that happened in the, um, in the, I think it was the late seventies that that happened. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. Yeah, so this I, I was didn't a even... big, big movement that I was happening that. at the time. Yeah. You should see Diane Feinstein looks so young when she makes that announcement at the beginning of the movie. It's like, Oh my gosh, that's her. Uh, but uh, yeah, great movie. Well worth your time invested in taking a look at that. Sean Penn. Um, I, you know, I I'm, I got to say, great actor, great actor. Yeah, he definitely um, created quite a reputation for himself. And I'm just uh, putting that in my notes. Milk, uh, 2008, right? Yes, 2008, Milk. Okay. All right, uh, fantastic. I Oh, we are, yeah, okay, we're at a, just over. We, we still, I got two more movies here. Okay, uh, I have another as well, but you, you, you go ahead. 
Okay, so here's a, a Disney movie that I saw, and I haven't been too into the latest Disney movies, so I was surprised at how great this one was, in my opinion. It's called Tomorrowland. And um, I had never heard of this movie before. It's a 2015. It's uh, science fiction, actually. It stars George Clooney. And I happen to like George Clooney as an actor. I think he's really good. Uh, uh, again, very few movies I've seen that he, he's in that I don't like. Uh, but this one was uh, very creative. It um, Let me see if I have a, a rendition of this one. Um, Let's see, uh, Tomorrowland, blah, blah, blah. Let me just go off of what I remember. So this one has to do with alternate realities or alternate futures. Um, there's a line in the movie where one of the main characters says, um, there's a, a black dog and a white dog. In other words, there's positive and there's negative. Which dog are you going to feed? Oh, Whatever yeah. dog you feed is going to be the, the reality in your life. So Tomorrowland is a place uh, that uh, George Clooney and this other character, one of the other main characters can go to. And it's really cool. The anime, the, <clears throat> the special effects are unbelievable in this movie. But mm. one of them is a, is an awesome, like, you know, this is the cool future. Look at all these cool things that have been invented. And the other one is not the cool future. And mm -hmm. so it's a, it's, it's a movie that I felt very inspired about at the end. I was actually very moved because Disney movies, like just like uh, Bambi, mm -hmm. uh, there are parts where it can move you to tears. And are this you movie kidding actually me? did. Yeah. Uh, Bambi, I, to this day, I think it's child abuse that they go to that scene where Bambi's mother dies. Oh, it was terrible. I, oh, I thought that was as an uh, adult, that's, that's enough to ruin your whole day. Yeah, you know? this is, you got to watch this. It's based on just, you know, your ability to dream, your ability to think positive, And also at the center of it is the agape form of love. And you'll leave this movie feeling inspired. That's awesome. Uh, glad to hear that one. You got one more, correct? I do. Do you want, uh, yeah, why don't I uh, yeah, talk about this one? Because you're going to find it very interesting, Merle. Being the Ricardos, the Lucille Ball. I've seen the, I've seen the, uh, I've I seen, I haven't seen it, but uh, really tell to me. to see that it was on Amazon Prime. It's on Amazon Prime right now. Yeah, yeah. It came out at the theaters just like two weeks ago. Huh. Something like that. Huh. And now it's yeah. on Prime. And uh, I thought it was um, I thought it was pretty good, but I didn't think it was incredible. Uh, I, I do have the trailer for it. I'll just say that I liked it in the fact that I didn't know the story. Do you I really enjoyed our conversation in an after show a few weeks ago. You right, and I right. talked about it because yep. you all of a sudden you knew a whole bunch about them. <laughs> that I didn't know anything. I didn't know anything about Desi Arnaz. And well, apparently, I mean, because I never the only exposure I had to Lucy was when I was a little kid. And even then right. I, I wasn't didn't find it that interesting. Mm -hmm. Um and uh, so Desi Arnaz was a, a world-renowned musician and yes. just a total <clears throat> theater guy. Uh, and he was the real driving force behind the whole Lucy thing, too, um, even though his wife overshadowed his fame. And that kind of played 
uh, a part of a theme of this movie. And a whole lot of it had to do about him being unfaithful. I didn't know what you told me about. Right, right. Yeah, so that was a big thing. And I also didn't know this. I think the day after the last I Love Lucy episode, Lucille Ball divorced him. Oh, I did yeah. not know that. Yeah, yeah. They huh. just run wow. that in the credits, like right the last. You know how they put up some. Yeah, yeah. I'm not giving anything <laughs> away there, folks. So I, uh, I just thought it was kind of interesting to see the the rise of everything, but I don't know what it was. I thought it was a little boring. It's got about a 78 percent Rotten Tomatoes score. Audience scores at about the same. So that you know that means it's a pretty good movie, hmm. not great. Right, uh, right. So, and I think that's a, a fair assessment. And I'm just going to play about the first uh, one minute of the trailer. Okay, cool. That's about all it'll take. I should go to YouTube, but whatever. And what's her name? Does a pretty good job as Lucy. Yeah. I forgot her name. Nicole Kidman. She doesn't oh, yeah. look like her there. You know? No, not at all. Why is this coming out now? She does sometimes. Does the FBI have any case against Lucy? I need you to help me save my marriage. How many times I gotta explain where I was and what I was doing? You gotta explain. Are you being funny right now? I'm Lucille Ball. When I'm being funny, you'll know. This is getting out of hand. Madness. Have you been cheating on me? The story's made up. If they boo me? If they boo you, we're done. Just turn it up a little. I got lost for a second. <laughs> the dramatic version of that song. Now this guy did a good job as Desi Arnaz, although I care about what works. I often couldn't understand what he was saying. What's funny? Huh. I care about you. Because I was just gonna be a couple swear words there. Uh, um, yeah, so I think his name, how do you say his name? Javier Bardem. He's Javier. a very Javier, he's a very versatile actor. Um, but his and I don't, I don't remember Desi Arnaz all that well, but um, he his accent was so thick. He's a Cuban, uh, Desi Arnaz is a Cuban American. Right. Right. Was oh wow, I got. Christmas cookies, dude. Do I wow, show these. look at that! Yeah. Beautiful, thanks, oh. baby. Oh, and um, what a great thing! So he was a very proud American, he was like the most patriotic guy you would ever meet. Um, and uh, but his accent in this movie was so thick, sometimes I didn't understand what he was saying. And that's a disservice in the movie. So, yeah. anyways, I just say that I recommend. Uh, okay, am I supposed to? Uh, I think I'm supposed to read this this note that came with the cookies. Oh, okay. If not, I hope I. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas <laughs> traditions. <laughs> yes, stay tuned. Uh, Christmas traditions are rich in the Italian culture. Meticulously made cookies in countless varieties fill my childhood memories. Mine as well, actually. Shout out to Presti's, an authentic Italian bakery in Cleveland's Little Italy neighborhood. That's where Lisa picked up these cookies last night. 
for bringing me back. Hoping my favorite Anglo enjoys them as much as I do. XOXO. So that's cool. uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I would need some more tea though. Um, yeah. Otherwise, I'll be all. <laughs> Uh, but yeah they look good it's a blast from the past i'm not really a cookie person but it's a total blast from the past yeah Um, that's pretty cool there's nothing like the smell of cookies baking at christmas time what's your favorite favorite kind of christmas dessert thing Mm, yeah i'm just like you i'm not a big dessert person so i never really uh that's not my my thing when i was a kid though I do love those kind of buttery kind of cookies, you know, I mean, which are mostly what Christmas cookies Mm -hmm. are anyhow. So when you get, whenever, you know what, it's that tin that has all those cookies and the different, you just see the tin and your mouth waters. Uh, My mouth just waters just saying (laughs) it. I mean, those are, I could eat. And the unfortunate thing is I could eat the whole thing and I'm not a big cookie guy, but those are like the buttery kind of cookies. Mm. And I love those, man. Okay. Now I always mess this up, but there's that particular Christmas kind of a cookie. It's like this, it's about the size of a matchbox car. And it's the flour, sugary flour wrapped around some like jellies, different kinds of jellies. So, and my family's the only family in the world called it Baelish. Uh, everybody else calls it something. And uh, uh, I'm not, I'm not sure what that is. I, we said that in uh, JT and Dan's podcast, we had this exact conversation and they immediately said, oh, it's that Kalachki uh, thing or whatever. That huh. might be the word. I don't I'm sure that's not, but those were amongst my favorite. Uh, those are very good. And it's, it's very particular to Christmas. Boy, this one looks really good though. I have to say, got my eye on, on this one. <laughs> yeah. Right on. Hey, well, uh, get, you got back last... to your movie thing. Uh, oh, yeah. Would you recommend the, the uh, Lucy movie? What was it called again? Oh uh, yeah. What is that called again? Um, we're uh being the ricardos and it's on amazon prime i do i do um especially if you had any affinity whatsoever uh for that it you know what's kind of interesting about it is that that was set mostly in the 50s and tv was so new back then And these kind of shows were so new that it's funny, like they're constantly cutting to the audience. They're showing them like doing this live, you know, mm-hmm. on set right. in front of a studio audience. And the audience is dying laughing over just Lucille Ball making silly faces. And, you know, our humor so has to be so much more sophisticated now because there's so much competition. We're always getting desensitized to everything. It's like that was the virgin audience back then the naive you know know? yeah you know what's interesting that i that i heard because if you look at lucy's history um she did a a bunch of films before this and yeah and um there weren't films where she was known to be funny um she did movies with people like the marx brothers and other comedians but she was the straight straight man so to speak Mm -hmm. and uh, but it was when she got up in front of an audience that she discovered her true chops as a comedian. And I think about how interesting that is, because imagine trying to be funny without that in that immediate feedback. Yeah, I think that would be very hard. It's, it's kind of like today uh, working in front of a, a green screen 
because you're doing a sci-fi movie or a superhero yeah. movie and you got to act and here's this giant monster that's about to come at <laughs> yeah, you exactly and it would be yeah, a lot you gotta like act that. like you're afraid and you know you, you brought up seinfeld at the beginning of the yeah. show and they had a, a live studio audience and you and that was hilarious and you know you it's it's just an interesting thing i think boy acting has got to be it's got to be hard i'm not a, a i don't think i would be a good actor Oh, my uh, camera did something weird there. Uh, but speaking to Seinfeld, what was so uh, funny yeah. about it, what was great about it is Jerry Seinfeld was a comedian, not an actor. And he just rolled with it. He, he always looked like he was about to crack up. Like he wasn't really. I like that, too. It was everybody else around him. He was the straight man. He's the yeah. comedian. He was the straight man. And, but everybody else around him were such great actors, comedic actors and characters that that's what kind of made it, you know? Yeah, no kidding. Hey, hey, I wanna, I, 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 I've got that one last one. Should well, I, I wanted to mention. Yeah, go that's ahead. a good question. Uh, whatever you want to do. But I wanted to mention about this uh, Lucille Ball show being the Ricardos. They show how Lucy resigned herself to being the B movie actress, uh, small part person, not right. going to be famous. She was telling Desi Arnaz that the night she met him. Uh, and uh, it wasn't the first time they met. Uh, she, Lucy, Lucy definitely is depicted as having a lot of guts. Uh, and uh, being a very brave, strong person. And Desi Arnaz said, told her, you, you've got this inner fire, this inner being that uh, really kind of comes out. He's the one that creates the I Love Lucy show to spotlight her. And, and he was just right. The guy was a very talented guy. You, you know, what's interesting, too, is that, uh, you know, in Lucy, the I love Lucy, you don't think of Lucy as, wow, she's really beautiful. No. Uh, she's really funny, but you don't think of that. But then when you see her movies, yeah. boy, she was really a beautiful woman. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, now, very, as Lucy, very interesting contrast. If you just see pictures of Lucille Ball, she's always making a face like a comedic right, face. Right. She's in yep. character. So yes. that's why you don't think of her in that regard. All right. What do you want to do, Merle? We are, uh, you were, we're running late. If you want to do the last movie, that's, that's cool. Uh, yeah. Let's go ahead and do that. Okay. Um, the, the last movie I had uh, was called dark waters and uh, I, I saw heard. that you did. Okay. So, so this one uh, it's Mark Ruffalo, who is the star in this movie and uh, the film's based on a true events and, and starring uh, Mark Ruffalo sheds light on how one of America's most powerful corporations contaminated a town's drinking water with a toxic chemical linked to cancer. Uh, the, the, the company is DuPont and it, this whole journey that this uh, real person, Robert Pilat, uh had gone through, I think that's how you pronounce his last name, uh, he went through hell to protect this community from DuPont. And DuPont, he actually used to be a lawyer for DuPont. Of course, fighting the giant DuPont, they have unlimited resources, unlimited great lawyers that he had to go up against. And he, he spent over a decade fighting this case to the point where even the town that he was trying to protect came against him. Uh, but in the, it, it, you, I'm not going to tell you what happens in the end, but uh, it really spoke to my heart 
about a lot of the things that we see today. Yes. Uh, corporations that are out there that are mighty and powerful that are doing these things in the background mm-hmm. while they're while they're smiling to your face. Um, it just tells you just to be careful. This this whole thing had to do. It started out with with Teflon, and it turns out that Teflon has a chemical in it called C eight that causes cancer. And uh, boy, we all ate off of Teflon pots and pans. I mean, they they're, they're nonstick. And it turns out that these the chemicals inside of this. I didn't even know any of this. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, you're, you know, really? Um, check check out. Uh, uh, Mark Ruffalo was outstanding in the part. He's a that good he actor. Played. I've seen him in a lot of different parts mm-hmm. where he's, I've seen him in a lot of kind of funnier roles. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one, I almost didn't recognize him at first. I recognized his voice right away. Did a great job in this movie. Definitely not a, a movie that uh, it's a, a, a feel good movie, but uh, definitely a movie that's mm-hmm. inspiring and thought provoking. And pertinent. Uh, I've mentioned before about Chevron polluting Ecuador so badly that this environmental uh, lawyer, uh, Stephen Donziger, uh, had battled Chevron and got like $5 billion set or $20 billion settlement against them, and they've never paid a dime of it. Chevron took all their power and uh, had been trying to destroy uh, Stephen Donziger to this day. They had him because they they ordered to get his laptop and he did not give it uh give it to them citing uh the uh, what is the protection of his clients rights and so they put him under a two-year house arrest which has oh, been yeah, unheard right. of unheard right, of. right and um after that he just got tried and the judge ordered him to six months in in prison after wow. those, after wow. the house arrest, this has that. caused such an up upheaval. And this is just literally a few weeks ago. And I always get these updates with Crystal and Sager. And uh, so it got so a different judge or something co- comes by and they lessen it to six months house arrest. Mm. That's a big deal. I mean, think about prison. I mean, yeah. so all of it's complete bull. And it's all about these, how powerful these oil companies are it's it's disgusting but it's, it's least... the oil companies it's these chemical companies it's the pharmaceutical companies yes. these uh even you know companies like coca-cola tech. and nike and and the tech companies yeah. all of them uh yeah. and they have lobbyists or they have very much uh not only do they have power to uh defeat you with their lawyers but uh even through uh through the government they have connections there that where the, you're actually fighting against the government uh, um something to be very aware of there's got to be changes that are coming thank god for people like this that that put their whole heart and soul and their 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 life their liberty their honor into these things to protect the people um there it, it's great that there's move there there are movies out there to spotlight these these true american heroes yeah. uh to show you know what what we're really up against it's, and by uh, the way Don Zagir is still he says he's not going to give up he's going to make them pay after he gets out of there 
Well, and this guy too, uh, uh, that we were just talking about Robert Blatt, um, he is still fighting the good fight as well, because mm. it's, it, 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 the fight continues. It's not over. These are, uh, the, the true David and Goliath stories, man. Those are the kind of lawyers you can love, right? Right, right, hey, right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> guys, we got to get going. Please go to over 50 starting over and sign up for our email list. You'll get all these links. We're going to uh, give you the whole list of movies and everything. It'll come right to your email box as it happens, but also please sign up for our podcast app. So whether it's Google play, Apple podcast, uh, Oh, Spotify carries our video. Now. Yeah. I know that app. All right, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, Merry. Yeah.